Welcome to the Broken Shovel Podcast, homesteading for a sustainable future. Today is Tuesday, August 29th. Uh, I am Lucas, uh, co-host, and I am joined by... Eric! And unfortunately, no Lily this week. Uh, she's had something come up at the last minute, so it's just going to be the two of us going today. And we are talking about hurricanes. It's been a lot of interesting news in the yeah. hurricane world. Um, Hurricane. Let's start off by like hurricane. No, you just had to. <laughs> I had to. I couldn't help it. I just it's it's right there, ready. It's because it's like we have had a lot of hurricanes this year, but none of them have been very severe. They've just triggered things that have caused things to be severe. Well, and let's let's put out a couple of definitions before we get into the meat of the topic. Yes. And uh, so we don't have to backtrack on that. Uh, so the definition of a hurricane or a tropical cyclone is a rapidly rotating storm system characterized by a low pressure center, a closed low level atmospheric circulation, strong winds and a spiral arrangement of thunderstorms that produce heavy rain and squalls. Uh, we will also at points be talking about the uh, rating system for hurricanes, something that Eric has a lot of thoughts about. Uh, called the Severe Simpson Hurricane Wind Scale. It's a one to five rating based only on a hurricane's maximum sustained wind speed. The scale does not take into account other potentially de deadly hazards such as storm surge, rainfall, flooding, and tornadoes. Um, now, and I have numbers as we get into them, but uh, uh, as far as how we rate those, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about when we're talking about these yep. storms. Um, so. Let's. Where do you want to start, Eric? Should we should we talk about Dora, uh, uh, which was the sort of uh, inspiration for this episode? Yeah, well, coming we had, off of yeah, the Hawaiian wildfires. Dora and Hillary were kind of the 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 jumping off point for these. And Dora, while it was it wasn't that big of a storm, it just had very high sustained winds, which in turn triggered this the. Or, or caused the wild, the already burning wildfires in Maui to basically became a firestorm. Right. So, and and more than anything, these are sort of anomalous mm -hmm. storms. Would you say both Dora and yes, Hillary? Uh, not necessarily anomalous because there's actually there is a Pacific hurricane season. We just never hear about it because the storms never hit the West Coast or hit. They end up going other ways. They go w w far, far west, and I mean, I'm, I'm die out at sea, sea and, and don't cause or any become damage. I'm guessing this is where they they possibly shift and become typhoons. Right. Okay. Uh, so Hillary, that that really is. I mean, this we haven't had a storm hit California. Of this type since it was it yeah, 1939? Yeah, 90, 90 uh, some odd years since 95 or 85 some odd years since we've seen any a storm take that track. 84 yep. years. 84 years by my count. So August 20th of this year, uh, Hillary made landfall in Southern California as a tropical storm. Yeah, and <laughs> and from really the sounds something. of it, from like so, I was just listening to the uh, Kevin Smith podcast this morning. They did talk about it because both the hosts were were in LA at the time, and they're just like, 
why did everything shut down? It's wet. Woo. Which is yeah. like, well, it dumped more than half an average year's worth of rain yes. on some areas. Yes, like Lake Mead definitely saw a so. very an increase in the depth of the reservoir. I didn't get numbers on exactly how much. Uh, Palm Springs got almost three inches of rain, so those golf yeah. courses oh, yeah, should very be happy. happy golf courses. Um, <laughs> but it did cause flooding and mudslides and power outages in a lot of areas, but it wasn't quite the storm the media it, it's was not anticipating. what we're used to on the um, east coast right they didn't know what to expect really i mean it was they had mm -hmm. to watch it by the moment uh, you know we have more established yep. patterns on the east coast of that you know to, exactly. to put these like models they, they, to the, um, i mean the media was definitely taking a well this is what a tropical depression and tropical storm does when it hits the east coast like this so we're going to just kind of portray this mm -hmm. West Coast one as similar. But, I mean, as soon as that storm made landfall, it just, I mean, it died. Yeah, it really did. It, it, you know, there was uh, Cathedral City. There was, like, yep. 50 mobile homes that I mean, flooded. Got hit. Um, yeah, but Baja there was no got fatalities. Hard, so. Yes. But, of course, we don't hear about news um, out of Mexico. And then I sort of... <laughs> yeah. And then it sort of uh, made its way inland as just a storm that kind of went yep. through Nevada. Made things and, wet. Uh, kind of lost. Yeah. Now, if we were to see, I mean, do you think we're going to see an increase of this storm uh, action in Southern California? Or do you think this just is I think a it's an anomaly, anomaly because of the anomaly. wet, because of the jet, again, because we go back to the jet stream. The jet stream is jacked up. The, actually, I looked it up. So the subtropical okay. jet stream is pretty much non-existent right now. And that's the one that kind of runs near the equator, okay. near in between the equator and uh, southern United States and kind of like wobbles through that area. And that one. Yeah. Coming across the. Yep. The like the no, Yucatan? More, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it or, goes across. Okay. Kind of hits, uh, goes across Mexico, across the Gulf, and then across Florida, and then it just, yeah, it wobbles through there. But that's, it's okay. almost non existent right now. <laughs> um, but with increased sea temperatures and the speedback loop that we're seeing, like our, your opinion is, I think is it's that this I is do still think it's an anomaly, anomaly because I, because one of the major contributing factors of, what makes hurricanes is the cool water coming from the North Atlantic being pushed down into the South Atlantic along the African Peninsula there. And there's less. Right. So, so when a tropical, so kind of go through the process of it, like, so a tropical disturbance yep. forms over warm water, but it yes. cools and condenses into clouds, which yep. releases heat, <laughs> which causes the air to go even further up in height. And then it starts to yep. create a low pressure area at the surface. It's, it, 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 it's, it's no, not super very simple. It, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> but, to, to and one of the main factors is, is that cold water coming from the north and 
that water's not coming through right i mean and it's probably it's too warm right, and that right, trend it's too is warm. going to continue so i honestly i think we're just in unknown territory right now we're very much i don't know what's going to happen because the pa- the norms and the patterns are so off the scale right now that who knows what's going to happen well and so meg was just in um california not in southern california she was um in the northeast bay and she was telling me like the ocean has never she's been going there all the time since she was a kid in uh, stinson beach california and she said that the water was warmer than she has ever felt in her life like it was like alarming (laughs) so um when normally it's about 60 degrees uh lately it's been uh several degrees warmer than that Um, so let's yep so hurricanes are classified by their wind speed okay so tropical storm has winds of 39 to 73 miles per hour that's about what we saw in southern california it it hit as a tropical storm about 60 miles an hour uh hurricane has winds higher on that scale 74 or higher um smallest hurricanes are called tropical depressions they have winds of three to 93 39 to 73 largest hurricanes are called major hurricanes they have winds of 111 miles per hour or higher uh so yeah. The 20 let's talk let's go to the Atlantic back to the Atlantic the 2023 Atlantic hurricane season uh NOAA is now saying that it's going to be above normal with the potential of 14 yep. to 21 I named storms. I think that I really feel like the way that the um, both the jet stream being what it's doing and the North Atlantic Ocean currents doing what they're mm-hmm. doing. That yes, we I think we are going to probably have more named storms, but I think they're all going to stay really low. But just because the the factors that go into making them big are not present right now. Yep. So, yeah, so let's talk about Franklin then. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are recording this two days before it is released. Um, so, and we're, we're seeing some activity with, yep. um, with the named storm yeah, Franklin. Uh, Franklin's do you want to kind of what's going hang- on here? Like for the past few days, um, it's just kind of been hanging out around Cancun, slowly building up strength, basically taking that nice nor- warm water that's around the, in the Gulf. And just eating that up, and then now it looks like it's going to, over the next day or two, start moving northward, but it has a very slow track. Like, to, uh, Monday is when it's going to start moving, and then by Friday is when it's potentially going to be pushed out to sea in the Carolinas region. Right. Yeah, it's it's sort of moving eastward uh, and sort of breaking down a little bit. And yep. and yeah, this is because of the, the jet, jet streams kind of it's hanging out way and, up north and it's j- shooting down about the little right. around the Great Lakes region into New York and then going down through mass. But yeah, it's not dipping down nor- like the jet stream normally 
kind of dips down before the Great Lakes and then kind of goes across the uh, to the west east coast and goes out to sea there. But it's just it's not doing that this year. There's this weird system. Like I was looking at the uh, the jet stream map this morning, and it's over kind of Tennessee, Georgia, that central central area. There's just this weird looking thing and I'd love to I actually think we should ping Serena on like I want to take a picture of it and, Serena, and be like and ping Serena to be like hey Serena what is this thing yeah <laughs> yeah because it's, it's weird say, it just looks know. like it's, yeah it's, it doesn't <laughs> look anything like what we'd normally see in the jet stream map so I'm curious as to what this is and what's causing it, because I don't, I couldn't find anything about it. Yeah, the the well, the bullet, the only bullet points I could really find related to the NOAA's increase in their forecast for yep. this year was warmer than average sea surface temperatures, which we've talked about Ooh. at length, hmm. uh, a weaker vertical wind shear. Which, uh, yeah, so yep. uh, which helps storms to develop and maintain their strength. So uh, I didn't really get an opportunity into finding the factors that would cause that. Mm -hmm. But that coupled coupled with a La Nina event, they think maybe, um, but uh, it's. Uh, the weaker vertical shear was the thing that kind of stood out to me there. And unfortunately, I didn't really have time to look that up. Uh, weaker vertical wind shear is change of wind speed and direction with the altitude uh, in the atmosphere. The larger the change in wind speed and direction with the altitude, the stronger yep. the vertical wind shear. Ah, so that makes perfect sense with the jet stream. Okay. All right. Well, so there you go. Um, I do. I think they're. You disagree with the NOAA forecast. You really think they're over predicting right now. Like, like I said, I think that they that we are going yeah. to see a new wonder... number of named storms, but they're they're only going to stay at the Cat One level. They're not going to get. I don't. I don't think see them getting bigger. Than a category one, category two, and if it does, it's just going to die off quick once it gets closer to the coasts. That's my theory. We will find out. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's only you know uh, things we talk about in our other podcast yep. <laughs> all morning. You know, we just have to kind of wait and see how this plays out. Um, so I I am I am inclined to um, believe that the mm -hmm. NOAA made this change to their forecast for a reason um, because they did predict yep. uh, a, a pretty average storm year for this year initially. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean a lot of very very intense above, and strange going from things normal are happening to above normal planet. really only adds like three or four name storms to the the number that's going to be there. So it's not like it's like a huge jump. Right. Well, and two to, 
but they're also saying that two to five of them become could become a major hurricane, which we defined earlier at being over 111 yes. mile per hour winds. Yeah, uh, and it's a you know kind just of how damaging see, am, storms like that I don't, can be. I don't so, want to, um, exactly. I I'd, I'd, I'd rather me be right than the NOA be I right. But I mean, they're this. the professionals. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So I don't. I don't yeah. wish for this, um, but mm-hmm. uh, it's. Uh, I don't know. It seems very, very likely. Uh, what else uh, did I miss? Anything in our document that Lily made for I know. us? Yes. Um, such a very kind of her to write the episode for us, <laughs> despite not being able to make it today. Um, Eesh, coastal erosion, storm surge is on the rise. Um, you know, and and one of the major factors that we we don't really think that mm-hmm. we we leave out of things like this is you know the sort of climate refugees. Um, and you have your your light climate refugees, which are people that are smart enough to have a second home in places like Vermont, uh, and they come up here and it just sort of you know drains yeah, our resources a little bit more. Um, but also these people who lose their homes. Yeah. Um, Hawaii, which, is Hawaii is doing, great. doing a the really good job so of taking great. care of these people who lost their homes, by the way. Uh, not... Yes. Um, but maybe maybe that's we, – we should talk yep. about that in our next episode to start talking about um, climate refugees and – you know, because this is something that we see. But it's it's uh, going to become every year. I mean, unfortunately, country, Florida um, when these hurricanes going hit to become and, uh, significantly worse. Uh, most major insurance companies at this point are pull if if haven't are pulling out mm-hmm. of Florida right now. The political climate Correct. is causing emergency care workers to yeah. leave the state. So, I mean, we we are going to see a. I believe we are going to see a major increase in climate refugees out of specifically Florida into the southern, more southern states. Okay. Yes. Um, all right. And well, unfortunately, let's talk about uh, we next may week. get I a think, little. I think this is uh, the prime time to talk because about there that. are. Unfortunately, part of what caught because yeah, exactly some policies. Uh, that the government has creates more climate refugees rather than helping people stay where, where they are. Yes. Um, Yeah. Well, more on that coming up next week in September. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. I think we've kind of hit everything there is to hit on hurricanes here. Um, kind of moving along in a good clip this week. Uh, uh, so, I mean, what's happening? I'm still at holding home out hope in the garden. I'll on get the some stuff out of my garden, but as I said, I realized that walking the dog this week. Uh, when I walk the dog at seven o'clock, my garden is still in shade, and when I walk my dog at five o'clock, when I get home, my garden is in shade. So I am at the there. I'm. I'm at the end of my growing season just about like I'll get some yeah. the stuff that does well with short light will keep going. But for the most part, my garden, what I've got right now is about what it's going to do. Unfortunately. 
Yeah. Yeah, we are uh, closing in. We're going to get some <laughs> um, some stuff to get do some uh, uh, high tunnels uh, real quick to try to extend a couple of things. Um, you know, we're lucky to not have much right. of the cast shade here, uh, but we're still we're already down to just over 13 hours of daylight. Um, so, you know, I'm picking cherry tomatoes. Those are ripening. Finally, we had a couple of nice days. I've got some half red tomatoes out there. Uh, the weed is flowering already. Um, oh, nice. The um, uh, what else? Oh, mm -hmm. today I'm going to harvest onions. Uh, which is probably nice. about 20 days too early, uh, but I'm going to set those up to cure. I'll make a video on that because um, basically what I have, what I'm doing, because you have to, yep. you know, cure onions if you want them to stay, um, you know, sort of how you, you see them in the grocery store. They last forever under the right conditions. So I have uh, some of these big racks yep. that uh, companies use for bread deliveries and those stack really nicely. Um and so I'll lay those around, uh, we'll yep. put them in the attic where it's, uh, you know, low light and put a fan on them. It's warmer up there as well. So uh, we're going to cure our onions at the nice. attic this year. And uh, I'm going to see just how many I get, but I think it's going to be pretty significant uh, number of onions. So I'm going to, I'm going to come up with some creative nice. things to do with yeah, those. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start um, looking at, and, uh, uh, I'm going to yeah, get, so get start getting loads of compost <laughs> and uh, I'm going to let some of my tomatoes keep going, but. I'm I'm giving up on on some areas of the garden. I'm going to start getting some big loads of compost because my I want to raise my entire garden up about six inches right now. Because yes, level it. Yep, flatten it out, level it, fill yeah, it in more. Because I just want to. Right? I had a lot of standing water this year. And that really hinders growth of a lot of plants. Like some things love it. The carrots yeah. seem to be doing um, pretty well. I haven't pulled any, but they seem to be, they, they look good. They, the, the tops look good. Uh, I pulled a couple. Mm. Yeah. The, the, you know, my carrots are yeah. doing pretty well. I lost a couple cabbages yeah. this week. They just like, just turned to water. It was, it was gross. Um, Nice. But yeah, it looks like nice a big onion harvest this year. <laughs> um, so before we get into, yeah. I, I have some complaining to do uh, about uh, some probably not listeners uh, interactions, but I Yay. do want to say that my stay at the Chelsea Farmers Market has been extended, um, and. Uh, I'm waiting for an email, but they may be extending the farmer's market into October. Um, I shared the news about uh, what you had told me was happening in South Royalton with a couple of vendors, and they were all like yes, shocked, it, but also kind of excited because it means uh, more business for us. Yeah, I mean, because um, I did happen. I was actually uh, seeing people I mean, from in South Royalton when they officially Friday. canceled it. But they, it, they, so South Royalton for non locals is a one of the nearby larger communities um, that had a weekly farmer's market on Thursdays. It did fairly well. There mm -hmm. was about a dozen vendors there week to week. Um, but some person at the planning group at that market said, well, why don't we move it to Fridays? 
I don't know why it seemed like a not a great decision to make because we are. It is a very competitive day. It's already competed with with both the, the very uh, Chelsea day. Farmers Market plus you have the Norwich Farmers Market on Saturday morning. Uh, so it and what ended up happening is by so they made this decision in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the end of June, they had shut. They completely shuttered the door on the farmers market. Rather than like, hey, we made a mistake on which day we picked. Uh, we're going to go back to Thursdays. They just said, nope, we're done. We're not going to do the farmers market anymore. Sorry, we're do- we're. And it's like it's that I that defeatist attitude is not Vermont like. So I'm curious what's going on with South Royalton uh, town. Yeah politics that caused this to happen because this this moving the date of it um the kind of combativeness against vendors seemed very unvermont like oh thinking of things of vermont like though um in not next yeah. weekend uh, but the following weekend uh Sharon is doing a flea slash craft fair market on the church okay. green on the ninth. And I thought and they're looking for vendors and I thought of you and Meg of like, hey, oh, cool. This would be a good chance for you guys. Yep. Yeah, very possible. So uh I will look into that and see if we can uh, get ourselves in there. Um so on TikTok, uh, and you know, we are going to brush a little political here. Take that, Lily. Um, I had posted something sort of uh, being annoyed about uh, the Republican quote unquote debate um, and people openly denying uh, climate change, calling it a hoax, uh, calling for more coal power, things like that. And of course, the trolls came out and they wanted to start a fight with me about uh, climate change. And, and and the predominant theme in this was uh, people yep. cherry picking information so I go back about to, climate change. I want to go back to exactly uh, to what was what happened at the debate. And so it was a, it was a group of young conservatives, uh, high school slash early college, college aged group that they were given the opportunity to present a question to be asked at the debate. And their question was, uh, in light of climate events, mm-hmm. how do you, how do, does, how to, to also get more young people involved in the Republican Party, how do we address climate change in a way to bring the young vote back in? And all seven candidates on stage denied, uh, d- shifted the blame uh and not one of them offered anything that would uh, that would do what the what the question was was asking yeah um and it was really unfortunate (laughs) then to see you know more and more everyday citizens sort of falling in line with that uh just it's it's dangerous it's it's dangerous thinking absolutely um, and yes 
we should be holding these people accountable on both sides of the aisle because, you know, we, we need to talk yeah, about Biden climate em- declaring climate emergency, a, a, an emergency. But he's allowing emergency. We need these to say these words out loud Trump on every era level. contracts for drilling to move forward and the stupid freaking courts blocking the st- stopping these drilling operations because because they're they're saying well the contracts were already written we have to follow the contract law it's like no you're the fucking government sorry there's my sorry there's our there's our shifting from pg-13 to r there yeah but yeah, it, it's there's like your... you're the courts you are allowed <laughs> to override contracts you are the environmental protection oh, yeah. agency you should have the authority to say no that is bad for the environment that contract is null and void so nope doesn't happen but no we have a, a unfortunately another do nothing uh, president president that is kind of maintaining the status quo. And I, I hate that like the G. So the, uh, did you hear about that the G twenty this yep. week? Yep. Uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. Yeah, so the G20 made uh, another you sent set me some information of on the G20 this week. Let's talk about that. Reduce really quick. their carbon footprint by now that their new goal is these is by 2020 2035 is to reach these new carbon goals, but there's it's just another toothless kind of yep we're we're gonna do this guys in front of the cameras, but behind the scenes they're shaking hands with the uh, the oil subsidies. One so in this year alone, I think it's in the in the trillions with big oil for, and... for oil, gas, and coal subsidies across the globe. Highest it's ever been, and it, it, yet we're we're out of one side of yeah, our it's, mouths. It's the highest it's ever these been. These big countries are yeah. making these pledges <laughs> that really are just sound bites to appease the young vote and. But in turning around and going to the big oil and executives yeah. of these big companies and saying, well, it would hurt too much to change. So we're going to keep doing – exactly. We're going to keep doing business as usual. We're going to get the masses to shut up by it's saying we're going to do this. But in reality, we're pro-corporation, pro-big business, and we're going we're gonna to make sure they, they get what they want. Well, and, and- – well, and that's one of the more dangerous parts about what I was being told uh, on my video was, you know, well, you know, we we have to hold these corporations accountable. Us recycling isn't going to do anything. And I was like, yeah, I, I do. I believe that. But I also what we talk about here in homesteading and providing for yourself <laughs> and reducing the power that these corporations have over us by doing it ourselves is a major contribution. You know, if you don't have a yard, and you can't plant a garden, pl- look at something like Plifted. the grow Plifted system that you purchased from, uh, I can't remember anybody's yep. name, from Clifton, what's the, uh, plant, planter with a three for an E. Um, you know, looking at, at these ways to, and skill learning to exit capitalism, yep. you know, figure out who raises cows, can you get, your beef from somebody yeah, in your neighborhood in Vermont, instead of going are, to there Price Chopper, Hanford, Shaw, there's uh, anything like Facebook that. Facebook Marketplace, um, Craigslist, listserv of people offering meat CSAs mm-hmm. for like, hey, 
buy in for a quarter of a cow. Yep. Well, I, you know, there's even FSAs with for fish. There's uh, and then of course uh, regular CSAs. Um, you know, but you know, it, trying to say that but, oh yeah, we can't it, do it. We can we stop, have to. We, we have to stop, stop the corporations. corporations. You're by never going to do that. Breaking that the is that is a reason to. Yep. This is. Yeah, break the system, um, you know, and that's a lot easier. Uh, and mm -hmm. you know, trying to explain that to somebody yep. is, uh, you know, gosh, just just think about it for a second. That's all. That's all I got to say. Um, so next week, oh, and uh, just again, I want to mention my my visit to Legs and Eggs podcast. I guess it's being split into two parts. That will uh, that will, it will there will be more. I don't know when. Probably another two weeks or so. Um, but I listening nice. to that episode, it was it's very it's it's an odd show, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, and the the, the editing, uh, the the skill put into their editing is amazing. Like it's, a, you know, they 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 compare their show to a zine for people that don't want to read. Um, and nice. uh, it it really was it, when it was presented. I, I was just absolutely impressed by by that. Um, so please go check out Legs and Eggs podcast, talking about sustainability, talking about trying to trying to do things. These these are people that are in Brooklyn, uh, and they're trying to do things uh, there as well. Um, yeah. and, you know, to sort of exit capitalism. Ooh, hot sauce. Um, and they let me plug my hot sauce a couple times. So uh, climate <laughs> reference. Uh, and I, I guess yes. And I guess we've decided next week we are talking about. Climate yes. refugees. Yes, because um, uh, you yeah, know, we, and yeah, not we'll, only in this we'll country, into, but uh, Africa around the world is huge. Um, so uh, the we, Middle East we, is South America, uh, and then our the, the mm -hmm. brewing uh, South America crisis that is uh, coming to America. And and and, not, and I'm not and I'm not talking about the Mexican caravans people. Yeah. And uh, I'm talking Canada. about American citizens being displaced from their homes because of climate change. Oh gosh, no! That are having to that are having to <laughs> move. Yeah. So welcome back next, or please all come back next week. Um, and if uh, you want to say stupid things about climate change, please do not follow me on TikTok. We miss you, Lily. Broken Shovel Farm. Uh, Eric, as always, a pleasure. Lily, uh, uh, on her behalf, saying, yeah, and uh, thank you for all the work you put into this episode. Um, next time, folks.